Damn you, Chase Legler. I just want to say one thing, too, to all of our fans and, and customers for, for all the support and love that you do show us. It, it means a lot. I, I think the too long didn't read version of what Luke just went on was that... our way to say that that we love you guys and we appreciate what everyone's going through and uh you know we're, we're all in this together here we are welcome back sonder stories pmp help me out with this chapter what 37 season two chapter seven sure <laughs> <laughs> I'm just rolling with it. I, right. don't, I don't really know. I actually meant to look it up before we got on the podcast. I'm trying to be very confident in all my answers. I've been right for the most part. I'm pretty sure it's 37. That sounds about right. Right. 30, well, 37. Yeah, 37. That's pretty wild, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us back here. Um, for those that are Saunders Stories faithful, you just heard the angelic voice of Jeff Parker. JP, what's up, boy? What's up, what's up? It's I don't know what, I, I don't, what did I just say. What, what's up, dude and boy? And <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Present. I'm just excited you're back. Present. You got me all like fumbling over my words over here. Uh, we got PMP in the corner. We got a full table over here. We got uh, Luke Shropshire. What is it? Chase Legler. Hey. We got, uh, are we going to say we got Dylan Kastner uh, for his first, his inaugural uh, podcast? You, you, that's a microphone. You can lean into it a little bit closer. Yeah, that works. That works. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about a beer today. Is Matt hopping on? Uh, I don't know where he went. He was here. Matt, Matt Weiss may or may not be joining us. Just grabbed a chair. Um, but uh, last week we, we, we got back with all of you and, and we just got to sit around and talk and just uh, have some fun again and talk about kind of the state of the business, the state of Sonder. Uh, the state of the overall beer business a little bit. Um, quick update, because I don't know the answer. PMP, have we heard back from Taco Bell? No. Shoot. L- literally nothing. <laughs> I, had, I had low expectations, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that I was, like, expecting it. A win would have been, like, them throwing us a like. On right. Uh, even a like, like would have been great. Yeah, would have been a win. Got I nothing. mean, what about one cheesy gordita crunch? That might have been a win, huh? <laughs> That was my favorite part of the clip. Chase tried to sell our podcast for a singular cheesy gordita crunch. <laughs> There's so many issues with that. It, yeah. was, it was a singular cheesy gordita crunch, which, like, I'm assuming he wasn't going to share. <laughs> That's true. We weren't going to split that amongst, I yeah. don't know, all of our regulars. Although that would be funny if we all just took bites. Yeah, you mean, think funny. I think uh, it's like a tease. It wouldn't be very, like, COVID-friendly. but No. I don't want a bite of a cheesy gordita crunch either. Right. Did they stop making those well, or something? Is no, that a limited no, item? No, 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 no but I did. Boycotts. Hold on. Did you see? Chase would be revolting. 
Did you see they, they did talk about uh, – Matt has joined us, by the way, so we've got Matt back. Uh, what were you going to say, Matt? I said they, they're removing like 30 menu items. One of them, Dylan actually brought it up the other day. One of them is like the Beefy Frito Burrito. No, they're not. Yeah. Dude, Beefy Frito is one of my go-tos. Like a dollar menu, essentially. I thought it was only Dude. seven items. Dude. Uh, Quesarito is one of them they're getting rid of, I saw. Yeah, the seven items that I saw, I was like, all right, see ya. I don't even need them. The only, the only one that I remotely liked was the quesarito, but the other one was like the potato. Oh, like, yeah, whatever. I'm out. Screw that. Yeah. The nachos. Who orders nachos at Taco Bell? Yeah. You know? Whoa, yeah. whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not going to downplay anything at Taco Bell, okay? We love Taco Bell. We love everything about they them. They didn't even throw us a like, so. Yeah, well, dead maybe we're going to try it again, okay? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with trying it again. I have had the uh, nachos there. They're not bad. They're, they're no, they're good. great, <laughs> if that's what you mean. Like the. The ultimate nachos. Oh, or I bean burrito kind of guy. Oh, I, like I do love bean burritos. To, Beefy I, five I, layer. It was better when they were seventy nine cents back in the day. But oh. <laughs> so my go to for inflation for, for a really long time was a double decker taco. What about the pizza? Yeah, the pizza was fine. I never right? had the pizza. It's good. Do they still have it? I don't think I've ever had that. Uh, Mexican pizza. Yeah, I've seen it at some, but but not it's all the time. Like being phased out. I used to eat I it all think the time so. back in the day. Oh, yeah. It was – I had a fair amount of Mexican pizzas in my life. The elite Taco Bells are the ones that are half-and-half half restaurants. It's like the Taco Bell slash KFC, the Taco Bell slash Pizza Hut. I disagree with that. So I have to do a shout-out to a Taco Bell in Monroe, Wisconsin, because <laughs> I have been a patron on that establishment <laughs> many times. And they had to deal with a lot of stuff that they shouldn't have dealt with for <laughs> myself and for my friends. What, was, that a, was that a half-and-half? No, no, not at all. The half and half are elite. I'll, I'll, see, I'll, I'll die on that pillar. I, I don't think they are either, but I think any Taco Bell is still Taco Bell to me. So. That's fair. So, I mean, I, I have my favorites, mm-hmm. okay? I don't know the store number, but ta- Taco Bell and Fields Ertl is fire. Certified fire. Everything at Taco Bell, Fields Ertl yeah, it is, good, yeah. is, is incredible. All right, that's enough uh, Taco Bell talk. I'm going to start to get hungry. So uh, let's move into it. Today we're going to talk about Record Hop. Uh, Record Hop is uh, a beer that I don't believe we've ever talked about on this podcast, not specifically anyway. Uh, we have not dedicated a podcast to it, and it's actually one of our runners. It's a year-round beer for us. It's a beer that changes, but uh, and, and I'll get, I won't steal Production's Thunder on this. I'll let you all get into it, but just to kind of set you guys up, this is a beer that the, the, base, the base malt bill, the base beer itself stays the same, and we rotate hops in it. So... Um, it's, it's something that we felt pretty early on, uh, was a fun idea for us to rotate, um, so that, uh, consumers were getting something new. Uh, we've never really put a time, a timetable on how frequently we change the hops. The first one, volume one was around for probably five or six months, maybe even a little bit longer. And then we moved into volume two. Uh, and then we moved into volume three quicker than we did from from uh, one to two. Well, there was even OG record hop at opening. That's true. Yeah, this that's, that's what surprised me that we actually haven't done a podcast on this. Is is actually our first beer that we brewed on our facility. And record was, hop was. Yeah. Really, I didn't brew, know that. Yeah, and that beer made it to the tap room, and we had you know like every startup of a you know of a brew house, especially with automation, you're going to have hiccups with it. Um, we boiled it for. Yeah, six hours of the gravity, and then we started the timer. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. <laughs> Isn't this yeah. the, the new record hops a different re- recipe though? Correct. Uh, we've made small changes to it, um, but it's pretty classic West Coast uh, grain bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But yeah, we've made very small changes. So I think we just cut back some of the maybe some of the Munich malt and maybe a little bit of some of the caramel malt to tone it back a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah, we pretty much got uh, one bag of each, so we could yeah simple fill it with. So so let's talk about it a little bit. So you mentioned it was the first beer we ever brewed on our system. Um, when we brewed it. Uh, we didn't really know at the time that it was going to be rotating hops. At that time, it was just, like you said, it was our first beer that, that we were jamming out. You guys were doing 20-hour days, trying to get up and running on a really short timetable. And uh, that, that first batch that we had was pretty significantly different from where we'd gotten to Volume 3, not necessarily on that malt bill, but just the character of the beer itself. Uh, talk about it a little bit from from a production standpoint of where we started on it to now what we're doing with it when we, when we rip that bad boy out. By the way, it is in, a, it is in Kroger, so um, it's, a, it's a beer that's widely available. And for those that haven't had it... We recently expanded stores, right? Um, or is that coming up? It's, it's coming up. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Anderson and I saw five skews yesterday. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That, that, uh, I faced them all. I always face that. Yeah, I do the same. I've actually, I've, I've actually started at the Oakley Kroger. I'll go in the back and stock <laughs> if they're missing out. I didn't have a Saunders shirt on, so uh, I didn't do it. <laughs> Next time, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. We have several stores now. I think, uh, I think we're up to um, twelve stores where we have five, five SKUs yeah. in the planogram. It's and, in a good uh, location too. Yeah, it's, it's that's a that's a cranking Kroger too. That's yeah. good. Um, so, so let's talk about it a little bit. Um, the the vision of that beer was it to be was to be a West Coast IPA so to be different than you betcha which as most know is is uh, the beer that we sold you. the most of um, and so Chase that this was kind of a little bit more of of your style of IPA versus uh, Luke if that's fair to say so so talk a little bit about the the beer from then to now yeah it was definitely meant to be a older school West Coast IPA so the original recipe did have more caramel malts to it, giving it more you know, sweetness and body to it. Um, but then the hops, I think, was pretty straightforward with maybe Amarillo, Cascade, and Clipso. Whole melon. Clipso and whole melon. There was definitely whole melon in it, I remember. Well, yeah, but uh, the Pale Ale had whole melon as well. I don't, uh-huh. I don't remember about the record hop, but... And Vic's Secret, too. Yeah, Vic's Secret, yeah, Touch of Vic, yeah. Um, I don't remember to be honest. I should have researched it, but we did just decide we were doing record hop like two minutes ago. But um, Japanese. But yeah, the original recipe was definitely more of a of a 1990s, I would say, West Coast IPA. Just had more body to it. Um, since then, we've kind of cut it back, so it's a little bit more lighter body, more drinkable. Um, and then the hops, as Justin said, it, it rotates and, and, and changes. So it's pretty pretty straightforward, really, for the recipe. Yeah. So so that beer was one of our uh, six beers we launched with. Yeah, it was the first. Um, yeah, first beer. Yeah. And it did well. It, it it ran through, and because of um, the success of You Betcha at the time out of Rip, we decided uh, because we wanted to just get more brands on the table um, and we didn't want to be too IPA heavy, we decided to kind of hold off for a little bit. So we went on. We went off of that beer for a few months. And then we had a lot of people that were coming back in and saying, where's that? They were messing it up. People, some people would say hop record. Some, yeah. Uh, some people would, some people on our own team, um, not <laughs> yep. to mention names, but Matt, <laughs> I did too. So I, I mean. uh, 
Uh, do you guys believe in a third a third IPA distinction though between uh, West Coast, East Coast, and then maybe even like a Midwest IPA that has more of like a caramel malt backbone and like a, almost like a one to one hop to malt ratio, super balanced, as opposed to West Coast being kind of dried out and yeah. I, uh, I mean, I think all assertive. I think all West Coast IPAs in like the the nineties were more just malt forward. Yeah, for sure. You know, especially after you know you know packaging has gotten better in the, in, in the last twenty years, but. Uh, in the 90s, for sure, like, if you drank, I think, a, a West Coast IPA in 60 days, it would basically taste like a amber beer to me because it just was oxidized and all the caramel malt would just be kind of sitting there. But. Luke, you may know the actual homebrew differentiators between, like, a West Coast IPA and a New England. Well, so the way I always took it was East Coast was more British style and then West Coast was more, obviously, American style. That's how I always kind of get as a homebrew to start with. What are the main differences? Uh, well, so British yeast, but then you're going more noble hops. Um, kind of, so, so think of Bass, you know, which is the, it was the first pale ale. Um, so that's kind of how I always thought East Coast was. When, it, when everyone was like, East Coast and West Coast, and then people were like, no, it's New England. And then New England came out with just being more of uh, the yeast character, you know, with the uh, the different esters, but, you know, with the increase of oats to kind of give it more of that pillowy mouthfeel um, versus the West Coast being, um, I guess, almost in a sense, maybe a little slicker um, with the caramel. Um, and then East Coast just being boring and just there, you know. So we went uh, we went a few months without hop record or record hop, depending on yeah. who you're talking to. It's because I knew, like, there's no way that we could have recreated exactly to be consistent with that. Because it was our first, it was our first beer in that brewer house, and it was, you know, we were working out issues left and right. Um, Lore, and Lore was still around at that point. Too, it was, right? yeah. Lore, Lore was our, our was first taking, pale ale. That was Lore. taking care of some hobby people. Teas and peace to Lore. I yep. I don't remember after. You remember what beer we did second on the brewer house, and it was Record Hop, and then Record Hop was that's ten fifty six east. So it was probably I think it was like Auto maybe. Auto or you? Oh, no, you betcha is not 10%. OG Auto. OG Auto. Oh, the, right, the, the 8%, the 8% the Auto. What? That was oh, a yeah, damn good beer. So good. That's the way I, I like the, the double better, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we brought it back then uh, in May of last year. So Record Hop Volume 2 is what we, is what we called it. No, we called uh, it. No, we didn't. We called it we Volume didn't. 1. We did call it Volume 1. That's why yeah. we went dark on it that way when um, we brought it back. Yep, we yeah. went dark on it and brought it back as Volume 1, and it was slightly different than the first one. Yeah, I think it yeah. technically was a style change of going like, rotating hops yep. was the idea. So I don't not, – not right away. It wasn't a volume. It was just record hop that we just brought back, and then right. the, record, the, the rotation started afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it was – that one was Calypso and Whole Melon hops. Uh, if we looked at an old First package, volume. that's that's what volume, volume one. Yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and then and then we decided that it could live outside of consistently live in a year round rotation for us outside of you betcha. Uh, but we wanted to have some fun with it, and we wanted you guys to be able to have some fun with it. So we decided to make it a rotating hop series, and uh, we released volume two right at the beginning. So so volume one really went from. The middle of May of last year through the end of the year. Yeah, it was on for a long time. It was almost six months, I, th- I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we brought back, uh, we brought back volume two. We brought it back in uh, January of this year. Yep. And that was Citra and Strata, 
And uh, then we launched uh, three weeks ago, Volume 3. And Volume 3 is uh, Lotus, Citra, and Amarillo. And thus leads us to the overwhelming debate that I'm hearing very consistently now, which I love. I think we all are excited about this. It's what we were hoping for. Volume 2 or Volume 3? And, uh, whoa, 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 where's volume one in yeah, the mix? You didn't like, you, you didn't like Clipso? <laughs> uh, uh, is it just because we made so much of it? I'm just telling you <laughs> that what I hear consistently is either volume two or volume yeah, three. Yeah, and the next volume will be volume four, volume three, and okay. then five and four. And that's, what, that's what I've been saying. But for, that's what we want. That's yeah. a great thing. That's great about it. So many people, I'm going to get out ahead of this for our social media fans. So many people, when we released volume two, were like, oh, this should just be the volume for forever. Like this should just be the recipe. And then we dropped volume three and everyone loves it. It's the same thing with the loggers that we put out where everyone's like, no, this is the best logger you've ever done. Well, you feel that way, but we're going to come out with one equally as good or better. And I don't want to hinder these guys' creativity as far as hot blends go. Like let them come out with a new volume every three months. And it's going to yeah. be awesome. And by the way, that doesn't mean that we can't bring back record hop volume two. Exactly. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but but the well and and you know we're we're gonna be getting into more um, you know harder to get hops for some of these volumes too so it's gonna be a, a shorter you know volume run of it <laughs> yeah we are which is awesome that's thank just you, thank you that's Luke. only gonna help the marketing help the move rate of everything yeah. I truly love on benchtop testing day when uh, Luke and Jeff are in the lab just crushing up handfuls of all these different kinds of hops and giving sniffs. Uh, I was about to say, that really is a, an, awesome, an awesome day when these guys are trying to piece together the flavor profiles and the scent profiles that they want stacked on top of each other for the next volume. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. The next time you guys do that, let me know. Yeah, yeah. Here, here for it. Yeah. Sorry, we did it today. <laughs> did, you, did you really? Damn it. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up, though, Matt, because that, that really gives a little bit of an insight to the artistry behind this, right? This isn't just hey, we've got leftover hops and we're just going to toss them in the kettle and use them. There is, there's, a, uh, there's a real artistry of our production team on the floor, crushing hops, blending them, mixing them together, and really trying to determine what we think is a good beer out of this. Um, and, and, and I think that's really important to call out. It's not just a, uh, a chili where we're just throwing everything in the pot, Right. This is, uh, this is what you guys deem is going to make a really good IPA. So I, I think that's a, that's a great call-out, Matt, and I'm glad you brought that up. Well, it's targeting, you know, different flavor profiles as well. So, you know, Luke and I have been talking about doing, like, a more dank, you know, toss back to West Coast, more dank, forward, earthy, piney West Coast IPA, um, just to kind of break it up because, like, the last two volumes have been more kind of fruit-forward, in, in my opinion. Um, so not not with actual fruit, just characters of the hops. Characters of the hops, yeah, correct. Yeah, what brought you guys to Lotus? Uh, Luke. I mean, Luke has an obsession with hops. Yeah. I'm more of a malt guy. I'm, I'm kind of boring, but hops are sexy. Um, buddy Paul Schroeder from Hopsteiner uh, brought in a sample, and the thing that we liked the most was Hopsteiner didn't make us pay up front, so Chase was like, yeah, let's get a couple hundred pounds, so we did. And then um, when we were trying to come up for the new uh, hop brand, it's like, hey, we got Lotus. Let's just go through that. Um, and we both we both really liked how that hop kind of came out. And then um, you know we wanted a 
the reason I put, you know, Citra, we put Citra and Amarillo in there is uh, Citra just kind of helps round out everything. I kind of feel like, um, I think we all kind of agree. Mm-hmm. Then the Amaryllis kind of help bring out the orange characteristics of the Lotus. Um, to me personally, I always get Clementine uh, from really good fresh Amarillo. Um, and so with Lotus being more of an orange, um, tropically more tangerine, I think in my eyes, um, I thought it would blend very well together, and Chase and I both kind of agreed on that, and that's kind of how I went forward. But, uh, but yeah, to Chase's point, I do like to try to source down some harder-to-get hops. I won't say what it is, but uh, next year we got a couple hundred pounds of some ultra-rare New Zealand hops, is all we'll say. Not, it's not Nelson. It's harder to get, so we're, uh, we're really excited for that one. Sadly, it won't be until next year, but we got it. <laughs> but uh, anything like that is kind of cool because on top of – also, what Chase was saying, well, then you'll say, you know, volume four and then volume five. So it, it, it's a double-edged sword. One, you know, when you say you like one over the other one, for us, it's like, okay, well, how can we make the next one even better? And so on one side, it's really cool because, to Justin's point, it's awesome to hear, like, yeah, that's what we want to hear people saying. Right at Danny's point with the um, – with our marketing, you know, everyone's like, yeah, you know, I like this one more. Keep that. Oh, wow, they did this one. It's even better. Like, and so – to us, it's kind of like, oh, gosh, you know, if we screw one up, then it's going to be kind of like, uh, we won't screw it up because, you know, we, we know what we're doing. But, you know, there's always that that sense in our head. So then sourcing down even harder to get hops is then more imperative, I guess, in my eyes. So we can kind of continue to keep pushing that boundary and seeing how far we can take it. And, you know, then once we get to a point of a plateau where we can't really get any more, then it's going to come down to all of us really putting our heads together and kind of, going in the sense of how can we replicate this kind of a flavor and aroma out of these hops that we can get our hands on, um, not like a kitchen sink, but more of a really well-played-out kind of a you know, thought-out flavor profile. Yeah, and, and it doesn't have to be – the other thing is it doesn't – it can be what we want it to be, right? It doesn't have to be too complex. It doesn't have to be too simple. It can be whatever we want it to be. That's why you know, we, we've never – promise to anyone that we're going to rotate at a certain clip, right? We're not going to change this every quarter. We're not going to change it every month. We're, we're going to change it when, when it makes sense for us, A, in our production schedule, but also uh, in, in what we can get and what we have availability to get. So, you know, yeah, maybe one of them will stick around for a while because it is just an incredible beer and, and, and we have the access and the availability to do that. But at the end of the day, this is, for me, this is one of my favorite brands that we have because it's a way for us to, to maintain a year-round brand, which, by the way, we haven't even gotten into yet, uh, the Record Hop. We call it Record Hop because our first brand that we ever established was a vinyl record with a hop leaf in it. And, um, and that, that was a, a brand that Jen developed for us early on, and we just started affectionately referring to it as the Record Hop. And then that turned into a beer for us. So it's a brand we love, uh, but it's also a beer that, that we are able to maintain year-round and have some creative liberties with. Yeah, I think, you know, selfishly, too, it, as we grow as a brewery and our, you know, our, hopefully our volume goes up, and which means our hop contracts go up, we kind of get a little bit... Um, you know, more noticed by some of the, the large hop growers as well, and we can start to uh, experiment with experimental hops. So hopefully in the near future, uh, you'll be seeing record hop, uh, and it's going to be kind of a weird marketing side aspect to it, and I haven't really talked to you guys about this, but it's going to be experimental hop, you know, and then a number behind it. 
um, which I think is fun because, you know, we get to experiment with the newest varieties in the market and, you know, rub them in the lab together and then come up with a beer and that hop will then have a, you know, an actual surname if it, if it, if it gets through the tests and whatnot. I mean, that's how Mosaic um, started. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mo- most it's hops how, start. I was going to say, yeah. in theory, isn't that how they all start? Yeah. 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 But not all of them turn into what Mosaic is today. Right. That's just the example. No, and and some, and get, just, some don't make the cut and, you know, they, they, make, they, they produce a lot of different crossbreeding varieties of, of hops and some just don't turn out. Um, but I think that'll be fun as well uh, to start, you know, messing with some of the more experimental and, and uh, seeing what this record hop can kind of create. And then, you know, I think it'd be fun too in the future to have like voting. You know, people want to vote for, sure. for their favorite volume, yeah. and um, Danny can figure out the logistics behind that. But and that's uh, something we've played around with frosted as well, because everyone has their favorite yeah, frosted, right? right? You know, yeah. So yeah. stuff like that, I think that I think that always has legs that you can stand on. As far as hey, this is a hop that it's experimental number whatever. Mm-hmm. You've yeah. probably never had it in a beer before. That's going to bring people to the tap room. That's going to get people to buy it at Kroger, and it's a good mix for us because it is a readily available beer. We have it in box stores. Uh, almost all of our retailers have it. So it's a good combo of, oh, this is a unique beer, and we're able to play with it very often, but it's also readily available. It's not a, like, one-run, ten barrels or something like that. It's something that, you know, our consumer can always bet on getting record hop. It's just you're not always going to have the same recipe, which is really cool. Yeah, I I completely agree. I actually had never heard of the idea of having a brand and rotating hops until I got here. And then when it was pitched, I loved it. Yeah. yeah. It's easy marketing. I, I think it's a, it's a unique play to what we do. Uh, it's, a, it's a good opportunity for us, um, but it's fun for the consumer as well. And I think it raises the game for the brand also, being able to have these rotating hops, you know, and having volume two that just crushed across the board. That was, you know, probably my favorite beer that we've done. And then... We turn out number three, and I mean, that's good for me. You know, I mean, I don't want to drink the same thing all the time. And if we're able to t- turn out, you know, just dank West Coast IPAs over and over again by going through the market, you know, Luke, Luke's great at picking out these hops, and he's got great great relationships with these guys. So we can just keep out turning out bangers. So I'd let's talk it. about it. So <laughs> you said uh, you said you said two. Um, uh, all right take a stand so so danny what's your favorite record hop we've done i'm really trying hard to not have recency bias but i think it's three luke um uh yeah yesterday i I cracked a can and uh i I, i'm kind of leaning towards three right now chase well if you don't say one, if you don't say one now after just throwing your little tantrum when I brought up two and three, <laughs> the thing is, is that he's been drinking a lot of his beer. I know. And I always take notice of what Chase drinks because obviously all of our beers I are know very the answer. good. So, I just want him to but, say it because he called me out for not mentioning Volume One, and that's not even his answer. Well, volume One's bittersweet because that that was the original recipe, obviously that I created, and I thought that was you know the the, the best one at that time. Um, and we contracted a lot of those hops. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did contract a decent amount of those hops, uh, <laughs> uh, which it's, it's whole mill and clip, so it's still my favorite hops to use. Um, I, I, I love uh, orange, and, you know, I, I'm not sure if it made it on the, on the, on the can, but uh, during the, uh, the collaboration with the label, uh, Dank Orange was one of the main titles that I, that I gave this hop, and I 
That's that's kind of what I get off this beer. It's like a like a danky orange. Yeah, I think I think uh, that's in the first sentence. Is it? On the yeah, 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 it's yeah. on there. Okay, so <laughs> and I just I don't know. I love that orange kind of complexity to it with a little bit of the earthiness and dankness to it. Um, so I guess I'll I'll say volume three. Yeah, yeah, there yes. it is. Matt, what's your what's your favorite record hop to date? My favorite record hop to date right now is definitely number two. I like the uh, like just like the cat grass resiny like kind of bright pop in your face that that hangs out with uh, with number two. Uh, number three definitely has a, a citrus pop, which I, I really am uh, fond of. I love it on the nose and right at the front of your tongue. But number two definitely takes it for me. Hold on, I want to know what I want to know what cat grass is. Is that, <laughs> is that cat urine mixed with grass? I also would like to know what cat grass is. I don't know. So like, because caddy uh, to me means a little bit, you know, cat urine. Catnip, like, uh, oh, catnip. Like, oh, yeah, cat grass. Uh, sorry. Cat, cat grass is that? Yeah, well, psychedelic cat grass was one of their beers. Yeah, yeah, it's like a triple dry hopped uh, IPA that they do. That's that's pretty solid. But D- uh, Dylan, you knew that, right? You knew what cat grass was. Hey, man, I don't expect any of you guys to know what my little hippie fucking sayings are. I never heard that. I haven't either. Cat grass. All right. Dylan, what's your favorite record hop? Nah, I'd also go with probably three. Three? Just because of the citrus and the tropical notes, that's something that I'm pretty big on as well. And I do get a lot of that on the nose and with the flavor. Okay. Dylan, Dylan, as a new uh, podcast attendee, give the listeners like a sneak peek at like, what you typically drink, what you like. What are your, some of your favorite Sonder beers? Some of my favorite Sonder beers would definitely be Straight Clouds. That was one that I originally was huge on. America's favorite beer. America's favorite beer, man. That beer flew, like, that beer flew during oh, shutdown. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I mean, it, it was also like I listened to the podcast on Straight Clouds and like how the name idea came through. I was like, <laughs> it completely made sense. It was perfect. Like right. the hop versus the stuff. But I'm big on a lot of like triples and double IPAs. Okay. I love hops. So nice. that's one of my main. I also do love Otto. So nice. Oh, we're looking forward with that. I think I'm extremely excited with the barrel program and stuff that's going on with that. So, oh, yeah. so we'll get into Dylan's story at a later date. I don't want to dominate too much of this podcast, but, um, but for those for those listening that have that have never heard uh, Dylan speak on the podcast because he's never been here before. Uh, Dylan, how long have you been with Sonder now? Uh, five months. Okay, give or take because of the quarantine. Yep. So Dylan started as a delivery driver for us, uh, and much like all of you sitting around the table and much, most of our team here uh, has worked his, his way up through the organization and is now a member of the production team, uh, specifically packaging uh, with uh, Jeff and, and Matt holding down, uh, holding down cans and kegs. So uh, welcome to the podcast and uh, officially on air, uh, welcome to the production team. Thank you. Glad to be here. Crushing it, by the way, so far. Crushing it. Nice. Yeah, I referenced, I referenced your sweet dance moves uh, either last week or the week before. Uh, I, too, would say that Volume 3 is my favorite record hop. Yeah. But my answer is pretty easy. Chase, we've talked about this a thousand times. Amarillo is my favorite hop. Yeah. Even, even more than Nelson? Uh, well, okay. I classify them in two different categories. Nelson is my favorite hop, but Nelson's incredibly hard to get. Okay. And so, like more readily available hops. Yeah, Amarillo was always my IP or my my hops in all the IPAs at home brewed. Gotcha. Amarillo because I could easily get it. I loved. See, Luke, you mentioned Clementine. I actually get more like a. I always got like a tangerine note, which six one day half dozen the next. Right, they're similar, but uh, but uh, you're you're spot on with in my opinion with with how you described it, and I I love it. Yeah, Amarillo is definitely 
I think it's also my favorite hob. And yeah, it used to be. It used to be sexy. It did. I mean, it um, did. Yeah, back in the, back in the day, but uh, just a, it's a consistent hop. Uh, the acreage is usually always there. Um, it's not hard to contract out currently, um, and the end result of it is always good. I, I remember uh, back in the day when Three Floyds was was Three Floyds. Gumball Head was uh, was an Amarillo bomb. I love Gumball Head. So good. I, I loved so I loved good. that beer. I liked it more than Zombie Dust uh, initially. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gumball Head was harder to get than Zombie Dust. It was. It was, and and that Amarillo character, man, it just jumped out of the glass. It was like a. Yeah. It really was like a one of those uh, fruit cups, those orange fruit yeah. cups that you used to get. It it smelt like that. Well, then they wild, you know, and then the you know Bravo Hop came out. Yep, uh, that was kind of a. a I, I believe it was crossbred with Amarillo some, somehow, but um, and I I love that hop. Uh, back when it was actually experimental, I was able to experiment uh, with Nuguera's with it. Um, that was an amazing hop as well, and now it's kind of gotten more. Uh, a Bravo is all uh, yes, yes. I've never even heard of that hop. Bravo, uh, yeah, yeah. It was. I actually have a homebrew recipe from way back in the day. It was it was solely Bravo because I, I love that hop so much. What do you get from it? Uh, back in the day, it was it was it was kind of like the you know what I consider the Lotus. Now it's just that that dank with like a, a clean fruitness, uh, maybe a little bit uh, more dank on the back back end, uh, less fruity, but it was, it was a solid hop. Do you, so if we, we've talked about like Amarillo like previously being sexy and now it's more household. I know Citra is pretty available. Do you think that's going to continue being as sexy of a hop as it is right now? Because it has been for a while, to my knowledge. Well, I think I know, think Citra was the first hop that that consumers recognized. But there's also I'm going to go down a rabbit hole, I guess. But there's also ways to artificially make a hop more hype. If certain large manufacturing of, of other hop products, hop oils, uh, tetra hop, li- liquid hop forms, if they if they decide to bump up uh, the demand for a hop, they can they can have the ability to take a certain selected crop like Citra that does have a high alpha, which makes sense logistically through their their processes, um, but they can take a large crop of this hop and and inflate that that hop itself um so do i think citrus is going to be popular in the future i i do because it's a good hop um i think it'll always be around i think it'll be like amarillo in the future i think in you know in 10 years you'll probably have some old old crouchy brewer like me talking about citra how it you see how everybody else is talking about this new hop and talking right. about, well, citrus, you know. Back yeah. in the day, we used to use citra all the time. Right. <laughs> and we use quite a bit of citra, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely our, our so highest good. percentage of hops. I mean, it's, it's in it's in Ubecha. That's the main reason. Um, but also we've been, you know, we have a decent contract for it now. Yeah, because we worked it into the last two record hops, and we've used it in other stuff as well. Yeah. And well, the, the next one won't have citron. It will get a, kind of get away from it. And like right. I said, I think you know, talking to Luke, we might go more towards that the classic style, more dank and, and piney. Um, but again, you know, that's that's one thing that we look at as well. Is like, all right, let's let's do something that's a little bit different, more old school, dank, pine, resin. Um, but ultimately, that might not sell as much. So we got to kind of evaluate right. the barrelage for it. Well, and, and I think this is a good transition to that from two, three to four. Yeah. 
because we are working our way more towards like a piney, resiny, like gummy beer yeah. with this. You still get a lot of the orange, like you've talked about. Yeah, and it'd, it'd be fun too to you know. I don't want to spoiler alert or anything. You guys can cut it out, but I kind of like giving our podcast listeners like a well, little in, well, inside yeah. peek. I mean, yeah, do, for sure. Do more, you know, a variety of hops based on the area, mm-hmm. so more the continent. Oh, nice. You know, I, th- I think that'd be fun. Yeah, weren't the uh, those old original West Coast were pretty much like your Seven Seas, like yeah. Cascade. Yeah, they were all pretty much Centennial, like. Yeah. Pretty much the three C's would be mm-hmm. heavily Columbus, influenced. Centennial, Cascade. Uh, you mentioned Nelson. I just want to come back to this mm-hmm. quickly because, so, so Danny, you talked about giving our, our listeners kind of the inside scoop. If you guys ever see, if our listeners ever see a record hop which includes Nelson, they will know that I at least got my wife or something. <laughs> <laughs> because because to, your, to your point... Nelson is, it's so funny. Now I've, I've, I'm so notorious for this, and it's such a bad thing to be notorious for. I now have two favorite hops, mm-hmm. kind of like my 12 favorite five right. Sonder beers. Yeah. Uh, uh, Amarillo and Nelson are by far my two favorite. Amarillo would be the one that's my favorite that's readily available. Nelson is my favorite overall. Right. And Chase is so adamant about not wanting to use <laughs> Nelson because he thinks it tastes like cat piss. Well, I mean, so... One thing that we haven't talked about, and it could be another six separate podcasts, but is, okay, so you you have a hop, you know, plant. Um, a hop plant can essentially grow on its own, right? They're, you know, they're, they're trying to live. Um, but once that hop is harvested and becomes in, in the hands of, you know, the processor, uh, pretty much the only thing that can happen to that hop is a negative uh, value to the hop. So there are a lot of uh, processes getting developed. Um, like, actually, and it's 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 funny because a lot of this in in Wisconsin through uh, Val Peacock, who's one of the the world renowned experts in in hops, uh, through proper harvesting and more importantly, proper drying practices. So, like the hop can Amarillo, I think has has been developed, and the drying process is is less less of a negative attribute to Amarillo than some of the other hops. So Nelson Savant is a, is a great hop if it's dried properly and processed properly, in, in my opinion. Which we'll do. We can do that. Chase, you guys can do that. You can do it properly. We'll get a great Nelson Savant beer. We'll, we'll build an oast on the roof. <laughs> we, don't, we don't grow the hops, but also we don't, we but don't, you, but you, you don't process it. <laughs> my, my point is... So I'm just saying that it's easy to get... Uh, it's there's there's new technology like uh, if you want to research like uh, uh, smart aroma I believe is what it's called is a is a newer development and ultimately it's 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 uh, leaving a little bit of higher moisture in the hop content not reducing the moisture down and, and having an excessive heat on the hop itself because you're starting to get attributions of what I call cattiness which is you know cat pee ammonia. Um, to the beer itself, which is what I always get with Nelson's. That's why Justin's bringing this up because every time I have a Nelson's Vaughn beer, it's like, yeah, it tastes, tastes like my way my kitty litter smells. Well, our beer won't. Our beer won't smell like that. My words. No. Yeah. No, it won't. You guys can go process the hops, yeah. the Nelson hops. You can dry them out sure. properly. Yes. You betcha. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm fine traveling, Luke. Yeah, I mean, all right. All right. All right. I guess we'll go. We'll go. <laughs> 
It's like an eighteen-hour flight. <laughs> it's a hell of a boondoggle. I'm here for it. Yeah, those are those are New Zealand hops. That's yeah. that's what Chase is referring to by eighteen-hour <laughs> flight. Uh, okay, so uh, we're gonna wrap up today with uh, a new segment. We're gonna start. So moving forward, uh, so we've been. This is the perfect podcast to launch this, but um, Chase's sister Brooke. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shout her out here because. Um, she relayed through a couple of layers of people that uh, we had a potential opportunity here to really tie in the record and tie in all of our love for music with our brand, right? Uh, it's something I think we could have a lot of fun with on the podcast. So um, we, as, as evidenced and witnessed from our label being a vinyl record, uh, and really if you have any kind of conversation with almost anybody on this team, you'll realize... Uh, one consistent theme or passion throughout just about everybody in this building is how much we love music. Uh, all you got to do is walk in production on a normal day and you won't hear yourself think with how <laughs> loud all of the new speakers are blasting through, blasting through production. And it's everything from reggae to classic country music to hip-hop on Fridays. Pretty reggae heavy. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I have one of the farthest desks from production up here, and I hear it clear as day. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've, been, we, we've been discussing about maybe trying to turn the speakers a little bit. We have away. a new benchmark we'll, um, we'll, on volume we'll or Jeff, whatever. Jeff, oh, Jeff. oh, hold on. Is that because we can't have conversations up here when y'all are working downstairs? Jeff, it, it's many, many things are contributing <laughs> to. Jeff cracked me up. We were, he was telling me the other day that, you know, they kept turning up the volume hoping that they would finally get a text message to turn it down. <laughs> like, they, like, like that was the goal. <laughs> like Chase texted the gr- the production group of like, hey, we gotta turn the we gotta turn the volume down. And Jeff like like Michael Scott like, thank you. <laughs> Danny's finally. computer just fell off his desk. Um, yeah, so we're gonna so. need you to turn it down. We I can't think, keep anything on tables. There was there, Thirty-one. Thirty-one is the max you guys can take up here before we start getting complaints. Okay. Well, there was whatever. It must have been when you hit thirty-one, but whatever it was, you hit a certain point, and at I mean, almost simultaneously, mm-hmm. I said something to the effect of, "All right, what are we doing here?" <laughs> right at the same time, Haley turns around and goes, "Music's too loud." I already texted him. <laughs> well, it was like it was like to the point where like. I thought it was being played in a speaker next to my face. Up here, <laughs> yes. yes. So we we did uh, we so we blew out our speaker a few weeks ago that we had yeah. on the brew house uh, PLC. Brad thinks that it was uh, it was just humidity and it was just being beat up too much because oh. it was right there above the uh, above yeah. the. Oh, so it wasn't one, it wasn't one of the Polk bookshelves that I no, gave you? No, because both speakers went out at the same time, so he thinks like the amp. Okay. Went out yeah. as opposed to the speakers blew. Yeah. Interesting. So I, well, yeah. we tried to blow them as much oh, as yeah. we could. Absolutely. <laughs> well, all right. So we're going to start a new a new segment that we're going to play every every podcast called "What Are You Listening To?" What one else? Uh, one other shout out. Shout shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Words are hard. Words words suck. <laughs> words is hard. Um, I'm not going to go down that rabbit path. But uh, anyways, uh, did you say rabbit path? Rabbit path. <laughs> Rabbits. Area. Rabbits have a path to get to a hole. <laughs> if I was going into a rabbit Spins hole, down. you would know. All right. Uh, the new beer name, Hold Rabbit on. Path. All right. Anyways, uh, yes. you can cut all this out. But, uh, no, it's no. Another okay. shout out to my sister is that she also did the artwork for, yeah. um, I don't know if we talked about it. Put yeah, it we, I think we've talked about it before, but yeah, go oh, ahead. For, shout oh. it out again. Yeah. So for our, now you. our upcoming barrel program and also our, our sour program. 
And it's funny because the first time Luke met my sister in Wisconsin, we were back there for the weekend uh, picking up all the citra hops from, from uh, Nuglera's. Uh, Luke's first thing out of his mouth is like, I heard you do artwork. And was just like, yeah, yeah. It's like, so you want to design the sour label? I have it all. Like I, and Luke just started blabbering off my sister. I thought it was funny. It looks, I love it. I think it adds an artisanal standpoint to yeah. our like barrel-aged beers, which, you know, they're very artisanal. So Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. You're welcome. So, <laughs> oh, 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 so, so, so playing into this, though, this was kind of pretty cool that it's going together. Uh, Matt had a suggestion that every time we can record hop on the bottom of the can, we put one of our favorite songs. Yeah. 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 And so last round we did that. What'd Ooh. you do? We did. Uh, so we all love Super Fast Jellyfish by uh, the Gorillas. Okay. And so we put Super Fast on the last uh, canning okay. of uh, record hop. Uh, These so are things you should be telling me. <laughs> yeah. How about how hit, about hit we, how up. about we market that right. in some way? I know we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, what you start to see, great, great, great suggestion and call out by Brooke, uh, and and it's a great opportunity for us. So hopefully, what you see and is uh, a little bit of a, a tie-in to the music here with with some of of what we do. Um, so the segment will be called "What Are You Listening To." And uh, I want every every person around the table to give a shout out uh, to a song that you just can't stop listening to right now that you have on repeat. So it could be uh, a song uh, that's new. It can be old. It can be a cover. It can be whatever you want. But uh, one or two songs that you uh, that you have on repeat. And I'm going to make a Spotify playlist that we. Yeah. So we're going to have a, a running playlist. Sweet. That will be uh, that we'll just keep it throughout the year, and then uh, and then we'll just we'll move on. Like so, um, Danny, why don't you uh, go ahead and start? And I swear, if you take my song, I'm going to kick you under the table. Well, I think I did. I recommend your song. Y- you did. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let you have that. Okay. Um, I've been listening to "Am I High Right Now" by Quinn Ninety Two. Okay. It's a really good song. Quinn's, that that whole album is fire. He's one of my favorite artists. His music's really good, and that particular song is really cool. Flare guns. Oh a, yeah, I mean, a good one. That's not my so answer, good. but that's a good one. Yeah, Luke. Uh, I've been jamming to uh, "The Spins" by Mac Miller. Nice, oh, yes. dude. I yes. love Mac really, Miller. Really enjoy that song. T's and P's. Yes, yes. Mac Miller, good. Chaser. Uh, I'm gonna go a little sappy, I guess, because uh, it's the longest I haven't seen my parents since this whole COVID stuff and. Whatnot, but my mom always used to listen to uh, Air Supply's Greatest Hits on CD. So I happen to have that on vinyl. Nice. So I'm going to go Air Supply's Greatest Hits. That's awesome. Is there a song that's a favorite? Um, it's the, uh, I'm bad at remembering the song himself, but. Um, Why don't you just sing it for everyone? <laughs> Please belt, I'm Please all belt out that out. Oh, yeah. I'm all lost without <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving me so long. Yes. You give Chase a record hop and he'll oh, do anything. That's right. That's awesome. As long as volume three. <laughs> I don't sing for volume Or if you're listening in the future, whatever volume's out there. <laughs> Matt, what you got on repeat right now? Uh, right now on repeat at my house, uh, artist is Eek a Mouse, E E K hyphen A hyphen Mouse. Uh, eek a mouse, uh, uh, reggae, but uh, I mean the whole album's fire. But uh, right now, ganja smuggling, ganja okay. smuggling is where it's at. You you hear the the reggae creaking out back there. So you guys know that in a mouse there is as much protein as in two eggs. I 
did not. I, I've been watching Alone. <laughs> I, listen, I, I got to tell you. That's that our weird facts with Chase this is, segment. <laughs> this is not a great time. I just got triggered a little bit talking about mice. It's, oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if you did that on purpose or not. Oh, right now? Oh, well, that's fantastic because I have mice infiltrating my apartment right now. So that's just awesome. Oh, yeah. Bro. yeah. Great. You should get a cat. Dylan, what song do you have on repeat right now? Also triggering. Um, you should borrow Olive. She's a great hunter. No, I like to watch a lot of shows. So a show that I got into recently was Dark, which has a song in it called Hugging and Kissing by Big Black Delta. Okay. The title is a lot different than the music itself. So it's a lot more like upbeat, almost like EDM style. A little bit oh, less yeah. on it, but it's got some nice. All right. as well. Yeah, Dylan threw on some funky stuff the other day. It was good. Do you guys give him a chance to control the music ever? We I, I give everyone yeah. a chance. It's I feel like, I feel like you have to. There, open yes. cue. If it was just... If he gets awesome. <laughs> Go throw one in. Not two. What's Not the two. rite of passage to, to turning over the controls? On, when, whenever they get bored of another there. style. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't heard Luke's uh, like dance hall techno recently, though. Oh, we had it. You have not. I haven't, no. No, we had it on Friday for a minute. I, I, I heard no, it we, for a little bit recently. We were yeah. okay. <laughs> Is there a, yeah, well, we, we were playing Sandstorm. We were going ham. And then, and then I started putting some stuff on. Yeah, Luke, Luke, Katie asked us to turn it down quite a few times. <laughs> Luke is, Luke's by far the easiest one to pick out what music, like who chose the music. Oh, because yeah. there's like a huge pies. And then the song plays, and then it just pauses, and then yeah. someone puts music on there. Ah, Luke yep. probably did that. <laughs> so I just get YouTube. I'm like, nah, screw this. I'm going to find what I want. Screw whatever Jeff wanted to play. Yep. Yeah, I do get booted quite a bit. Jeff, what's your, what's your song? JP, what's your song? All right, so um, my current song right now is um, The Easy All-Stars, teamed up with Toots and the Maytals. I've been listening to it, like, all, all week over and over. Um, but they do, like, they The Easy All-Stars did, like, oh. OK Computer, that whole Radiohead album, and so they got Toots to do, um, that was his song. I know. No, <laughs> yeah. Hold so, on a second. So it's just, Let, let, it da- let Down, which is a Radiohead song, but it's Toots and the Maytals and the Easy All-Stars doing it. But then I've been listening to a bunch of Wolfpeck. Wolfpeck uh, is, a, is a, like this funk band that oh, just teamed dope. up with the Delta Force, and so now... Wolfpack with the Delta Force is the Fearless Flyers. This is going to be a so. weird-ass playlist. It is. I'm oh, here for it, it's though. Fun, I'm here for it. It's going to be awesome. It's hardcore fuck. Yeah. It's so good. So, so what were you listening to the other day? So Fleetwood Mac is, is top oh, three band yes, for me. yes. And the other day you had a cover on. Who was that that was doing? Um, that was Umphreys McGee yep. doing Can't Rock My yep. Dream Face or something like yep. that. Oh, it's it was a, good. It was It's fire. a mix-up of a Fleetwood Mac song and a Michael Jackson song oh, and, yeah. and like some other song. It's, it's so weird. And it, was, it was dope. I <laughs> yeah, dug it. Shout out to Tim and Nick. They always play a really good poppy, like... Uh, like yeah, their Friday list they, is, their, fr- is their Friday playlist is always really yeah, fun. Sure. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, it is good. If you're ever here, like between eleven and four on Fridays, the music's always really good. I always feel like it's dance. I was like, it really is. It's great. So my song is a song called "Remember This House" by. So I'm gonna mess up. I'm gonna mess up the artist. It's like 
Monrovia or, or Monrovia. I don't, I don't know how to. I want to say the first Monrovia, I believe, is right. Okay. And it is. Uh, so culturally, it's, it's relevant right now. I, I would recommend it for anyone to listen to it. The lyrics are just insanely good. It's fire. Uh, and, and I literally have it on repeat. I, I listen to it. My commute is now only four minutes, so I listen to it to and from work every day right now. It's insane. It's a great song. Um, what's that? Hey, hey, Matt, there's a mic you can speak into. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you have sorry, seen man. this. It's on, it's on a swivel. I'm sorry. I was yeah. just asking, is that half, half to work and then the other half back to work? Sorry, it wasn't that important. <laughs> uh, and then my, uh, I'm going to give an honorable mention because it's a dope cover. Uh, the Black Pumas covered Fast Car, Tracy Chapman Fast yeah. Car, Ooh. and it is money. But I'm a huge Black Pumas like fan. Like they pick it up a, a bit or uh, pretty kind true of, to original or what? But it's, uh, I, don't, I don't know, it's got just, it's got a really funky, I mean, it's the Black Pumas, right? So it's got, the, it's got their spin on it. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, and it's money. It's a really good version. Uh, so anyway, we will, um, next week... When we launch our podcast, so Danny will put together the podcast. We'll find a way to put a link to that podcast uh, yep. where we where we post the the or a, a link to that playlist where we post this podcast. Yep. So wherever you find our podcast, you'll see a link for the Spotify playlist. That'd be dope. So do if we, you want to follow along, do we have a Sounder Spotify account? Uh, I don't think we uh, we do actually. We do. Okay. We do. Yep. I guess I should have thought of that before I promised that I would make a playlist together. No, we, we do have one, okay. so we'll uh, we'll throw together. A, we'll figure it out. We'll throw together a, a a playlist, and we'll just keep it running so people can listen to yeah, it. Yeah, maybe we'll because we don't want to get too long. Maybe we'll refresh it every five podcasts. Yeah, for sure. Especially for if sure. we get all these jabronis on here, we'll have a pretty big podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. Um, but is there anything else anybody wants to share before we uh, dip out today? Anything about Record Hop or or? I, I am having a hard time. Uh, picking a favorite between two and three. I know I said two earlier, but done a couple of weeks of research, and I do like number three a lot. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why, but I always find it very funny when you like think about it. There's people at this table who have consumed the most amount of one of our beers. Jeff, by far, is the person in this world who has consumed the most record up. Yeah, 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 yeah by probably. a mile. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> it's yeah. I mean. Yeah, nobody's close. My wife doesn't listen to this, so that's fine. <laughs> well, if well, we, the I bigger mean, issue is why doesn't she listen to our podcast? <laughs> if Bree was listening, Rude. it's like it's only two every other day, obviously. Yeah, duh. Uh, it's two when I have them, which isn't frequently. She doesn't want to listen to me talk when I'm home, let alone <laughs> what about the radio? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, let's cheers, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, does everybody have booze in their glass? Yep. All right. Uh, thanks to all of you. Thank you guys uh, for listening. And uh, if you have questions, uh, contact us at Sonder Brewing. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Yes.